Mountain Series. Can't believe it, almost three days left of Ramadan. So, Rabbi Shahri Sadri, Wayasirli Amri. What is the point of this halakha? Because Allah states in the Quran, And to Allah belong the best names, so invoke him by them. Surah Al-Araf, verse 180. And then there's a hadith which the Prophet وسلم, said that Allah has 99 names. Whoever memorizes and embraces these qualities will enter heaven. So today we're going to learn about four more names of Allah. Ad-Dar, Al-Nafi', Al-Nur, and Al-Hadi. So Imam Al-Ghazali actually explains Ad-Dar and Al-Nafi' together, but as usual I'll briefly explain each one. And also with these two names I wanted to make something clear that these two names specifically need to be mentioned together because Allah is Ad-Dar but he's also Al-Nafi'. I'll get into the meanings um, below. but. So he never harms just to harm, but rather what seems to be a harm is actually a benefit that only Allah truly knows and he's the one who decrees what he wills. So Adlar is the distressor, the punisher, the corrector, the afflictor. So he's the one who punishes or corrects whoever he wills. Adlar comes from the root da-ra-ra and it can mean to have an opinion, to distress, to afflict, to cause adversity, to correct. So we have this verse And if Allah should touch you with adversity, there is no remover of it except Him. And if He touches you with good, then He is over all things competent. Surah Al-An'am verse 17. So here Allah is telling us that if we're given a trial or a tribulation or a calamity or an adversity, Nothing can remove it except for Allah. And as well, like Allah doesn't end the verse with just by saying mentioning that he also continues and says that if he gives us good, then he is he's capable of anything. He is over all things competent. Then we have another verse. Say, shall we invoke instead of Allah that which neither benefits us nor harms us and be turned back on our heels after Allah has guided us? We would then be like one whom the devils entice to wander upon the earth confused, while he has companions inviting him to guidance, calling, Come to us. Say, indeed, the guidance of Allah is the only guidance, and we have been commanded to submit to the Lord of the worlds. Surah Al-An'am again, but this is verse 71. So again, here it's that who can we turn to? other than Allah, literally nothing, how can we invoke or worship other things that neither benefit us or harm us? And we turn our back on Allah who is the one who has guided us from the beginning. So this is just a reminder. And then we also have this story in the Quran, so I'll briefly explain it and then I'll mention the specific verse, but it's where when Prophet Ibrahim had destroyed all the idols except for one, the largest one, and so when they came back and saw that all their idols were destroyed, they asked Prophet Ibrahim, why did he do that? And so Prophet Ibrahim was like, okay, why don't you ask the remaining ones since you worship them, since you think so highly of these statues? 
And so they replied by saying, you already know that they don't speak. And so this was Ibrahim's reply. You can see the other verses. It's more beautiful said in the Quran and the verses, but I just summarize it. But this was his reply. He said, then do you worship instead of Allah that which does not benefit you at all or harm you? So he's literally saying, so if you know that this, these statues don't speak, don't, they're not of benefit to you, they can't harm you, then why, why do you choose to worship them instead of Allah? So that was Surah Anbiya, verse 66. But you can see the previous verses as well for the beautiful story. So that is the first name. And then the following name is An-Nafi'. He who benefits, the bestower of benefits, the creator of good. He's the one who provides benefits to whoever he wills. So anything good is always from Allah. So you'll see why these two names are often are meant to be mentioned together, Al-Dhar and Al-Nafi' because of their opposites. And so Al-Nafi' comes from the root Nunfa'in and it can mean to profit, to be beneficial, to be useful. So we have this verse, وَلَا تَدْعُوا مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَنْفُعَكَ وَلَا يَضُرَّكَ فَإِنْ فَعَلْتَ فَإِنَّكَ إِذًا مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ And do not invoke besides Allah that which neither benefits you nor harms you. For if you did, then indeed you would be of the wrongdoers. Surah Yunus, verse 106. And so again, this is just Allah reminding us again. I mean, this story was, this was revealed in back then, but it's applicable now to us that you'll find people worshipping random things. Um, and these things are neither of benefit to them nor of harm. And so we need to remind ourselves that there is no one to worship except for Allah. And if we... If we invoke other things than Allah, then we would be of al-dhalimin, of the wrongdoers. So we have another verse. He invokes instead of Allah that which neither harms him nor benefits him. That is what is the extreme error. Surah Al-Hajj, verse 12. So again, here, different terms, but it's still the same message that People, these people are invoking things other than Allah, which neither harm nor benefit them, and that is the extreme error. So here, Allah was using extreme error, whereas the previous verse was ظالمين, you would be of the wrongdoers, but they're literally the same meaning, because where do wrongdoers go? They go to, they may go to hell. And what is an extreme error? An extreme error is when you stop believing in Allah and you're misguided. And that was Surah Al-Hajj, verse 12. So let's see what Imam al-Ghazali says about these two names. So Abdar al-Nafi' the punisher, he who benefits, is the one from whom comes forth good and evil, benefit and harm. So all of which is to be referred to God Most High. Whether he act by means of angels, men, or inanimate things, or by any other means. Do not suppose that poison kills or harms by itself, or that food satisfies or benefits by itself or that kings or men or Satan or any creature, be they heavenly bodies or stars, are anything else, are capable of good or evil, benefit or harm by themselves. So here Imam al-Ghazali is reminding us that everything comes from Allah. He decrees what he wills. So if someone is given poison, it was decreed for him to be given poison. And so even money, if we look at money, you have people who have the, so much money and it's a harm for them. Whereas people have little money and it's benefit to them, or even they have a lot of money and it's a benefit to them. So anything is from Allah, it can be, it will be a benefit if it brings you closer to him.
So that was the first two names. Then we have Anur. Anur, the light, the illuminator. He's the light and he has created light. He illuminates the hearts of who he wills with Iman, faith, knowledge, and guidance. So Anur comes from the root Nunwaura, and it can mean to give light, to illuminate, to clarify, to enlighten. So we have this beautiful verse. Allahu nur samawati wal ard, mathalu nurihi kamishkwatin fiha misbahun, al misbahu fiha zujaja, al zujajatu ka'annaha kawkabun durya durin yuqadu min shajratin mubarakatin, zaytunatin la sharqiyatin wala gharbiyatin, yakadu zaytuha yudhi'u walau lam tamsashu nar. نور على نور يهدي الله لنوره من يشاء ويضرب الله الأمثال للناس والله بكل شيء عليم Allah is the light of the heavens and the earth The example of his light is like a niche within which is a lamp The lamp is within glass The glass as if it were a pearly white star lit from the oil of a blessed olive tree Neither of the east nor the west whose oil would almost glow even if untouched by fire Light upon light. Allah guides to his light whom he wills. And Allah presents examples for the people. And Allah is knowing of all things. So this was again Surah An-Nur. We have a beautiful surah, a chapter in the Quran with one of the names of Allah, An-Nur, the light. And this was a verse from it, verse 35. And so the, one of the tafsirs for this verse is by Ibn al-Qayyim. And he explains that it's like a spiritual light from Allah, which he bestows upon the believer's heart. So the niche is like the believer's chest, and inside the chest is a glass, so the lamp is within glass, and this glass represents the believer's heart. And so like the olive oil, it sees truth from clarity. If you've ever seen true like olive oil, you can see how like clear and pure it is. And so that's a sort of like um, tafsir of this verse. And it's just a reminder that Allah guides whom he wills with his, to his light. Then we have another verse. وَأَشْرَقَتِ الْأَرْضُ بِنُورِ رَبِّهَا وَوْضِعَ الْكِتَابُ وَجِيءَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَشُهَدَائِ وَقُضِيَ بَيْنَهُمْ بِالْحَقِّ وَهُمْ لَا يُظْلَمُونَ And the earth will shine with the light of its Lord, and the record of deeds will be placed, and the prophets and the witnesses will be brought, and, when, and it will be judged between them in truth, and they will not be wronged. Verse, uh, Surah Az-Zumar, verse 69. So again, this is just reminding, a reminder that the earth is going to shine with the light of its Lord and the record will be placed and the prophets and witnesses will be brought. Then we have another verse, um, two verses actually, and it's talking about Yom Al-Qiyamah, the Day of Judgment. So it's, وَجُوهٌ يَوْمَ إِذًا نَاظِرَةٌ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهَا نَاظِرَةٌ So it's نَاظِرَةٌ and نَاظِرَةٌ And so it's some faces that day will be radiant, looking at their Lord. Surah Al-Qiyamah, verse 22 to 23. And so this is beautiful. And I pray that we are of those people whose faces are radiating from seeing their Lord and for being granted heaven, inshaAllah. And so there's also this mention where Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu said that light is Allah, the guide. He's the Nur al-Hadi. He guides who he, he wills with his divine guidance, guidance by showing him the truth and inspiring him to follow it. So that was An-Nur. Let's see what Imam Al-Ghazali says about this name. <clears throat> An-Nur. Light is the visible one by whom everything is made visible. For what is visible in itself and makes other things visible is called light. 
Existence is a light streaming to all things from the light of his essence, for he is the light of the heavens and the earth. And as there is not an atom of the light of the sun, which does not by itself lead one to the existence of the sun, which illuminates it, so there is not a single atom from the existence of the heavens and the earth, and what lies between them, which does not lead one by the very possibility of its existence to their necessary existence, who brings them into being. So that's beautiful. That Anur, the light, is the visible one by whom everything is made visible. So he makes everything visible with his light. And now we have the last mitzvah today, which, so we talked about Anur, and now we can bring on, come on to Al-Hadi, the guide. He's the ultimate source of guidance. He's the one who has sent down messengers and prophets to guide mankind. He's sent down the Torah, the Injil, the Bible, um, the Quran. He continually guides whom he wills from this now as well. And so Al-Hadi comes from the root Hadalia, and it can mean to guide, to lead the right way, and to guide along the right path through kindness. So we have this verse. And so those who are given knowledge may know that it is the truth from your Lord and therefore believe in it and their hearts humbly submit to it. And indeed Allah is the guide of those who have believed to a straight path. Surah Al-Hajj verse 54. So again this is just reminding us that when we're giving knowledge and when we've, we've been given knowledge so if we've been given the quran and we know that it is true and we believe in it and our hearts are submitting we submit to allah humbly that way allah is guiding us to a, the straight path the, be, the best path to be on then we have another verse no disaster strikes except by permission of Allah. And whoever believes in Allah, he will guide his heart. And Allah is knowing of all things. Uh, Surah Al-Tazun, uh, verse 11. So again, this is just reminding us that we are going to go through trials, tribulations, disasters. And these all are decreed by Allah. And we need to believe in Allah that he has what the best interest for us. That whatever is happening right now, he knows what's best for it and he will guide us because he is all-knowing so something might occur happen to us we don't understand why but when we believe in allah he can guide us to that serenity that like that peace and knowing that what he has decreed is meant to be and just knowing that he is the all-knowing and what it's whatever happens is for the best inshallah and then we have another verse he said, Our Lord is He who gave each thing its form and then guided it. Surah Taha, verse 50. So um, just remember this verse because I'll be, Imam al Ghazali actually gives a beautiful example of what this verse can mean. So um, let's see what Imam al Ghazali says. So Al Hadi, the guide, is the one who guides the elect among his servants to a knowledge of his essence. So they may call upon it as a witness to things. As he guides the bulk of his servants to the things he has created, so they might call upon them as a witness to his essence, as well as guiding each created thing to what it needs to satisfy its need. So again, going back to that verse that I just recited, He said, Our Lord is he who gave each thing its form and then guided it. 
So Imam al-Ghazali mentions the example of how he guides the young bird to pick up seeds at the time of its coming out of the shell. Or the most beautiful example is of when he guides the bee to build his house in a hexagonal shape, as this shape is the most suitable to his body, the most cohesive shape, and the one least likely to be pierced by damaging holes. SubhanAllah. And so it is God who guides whom he wills in what they say, and so they are subservient to his power and planning. So this is like scholars, prophets, and those sort of people. So that was a beautiful example. Just, I mean, you need to watch a YouTube video on bees because they're just amazing, subhanAllah. And there's also a verse on bees in there. Anyway, um, those were the four names for today. So now, again, it's time for the dua using some of the beautiful names that we've learned about today. And I ask that Allah accepts the following dua from us. <clears throat> Bismillah. Ya Allah, you are dar and nafa. Protect us from ever worshipping or thinking so highly of money or status or power or even our own whims and desires. Let us remember that whatever you decree is always a benefit for us, even if we may not see it clearly or at the time that a, that a trial befalls us. And you are the light, so allow us to only seek guidance from you and always illuminate our path. Ya Hadi, you are the guide, so always guide us on the straight path. And whenever we recite Surah Al-Fatiha, which is about 17 times per day, not counting the Sunnah, when we stumble when we recite specifically verse six please allow us to always say it with yaqeen and iman and faith and sincerity and verse six is guide us to the straight path and so it's beautiful here that the preposition ila isn't mentioned it's just literally so this is like literally intensifying rather than including it's quicker you want the you want it now I mean, anyway, that was the du'a, and then I want to include this other du'a that's beautiful using Allah's name and nur. Allahumma j'al fi qalbi nooran, wa fi lisani nooran, wa fi sam'i nooran, wa fi basari nooran, wa min fawqi nooran, wa min tahti nooran, wa an yameeni nooran, wa an shimali nooran, wa min amami, wa min khalfi nooran, wa j'al fi nafsi nooran, wa azzim li nooran, wa azzim li nooran, wa j'al li nooran, wa j'al li nooran, اللهم أعطني نورا واجعل في عصبي نورا وفي لحمي نورا وفي دمي نورا وفي شعري نورا وفي بشري نورا اللهم اجعل لي نورا في قبري ونورا في عظامي وزدني نورا وزدني نورا وزدني نورا وهب لي نورا على نورا Oh Allah place light in my heart and on my tongue light and in my ears light and in my sight light and above me light and below me light and to my right and to my left light and before me and behind me light, place in my soul light, magnify for me light and amplify for me light, make for me light and make me light. Oh Allah, grant me light and place light in my nerves, in my body and in my blood light and in my hair and in my skin light. Oh Allah, make for me a light in my grave and a light in my bones. Increase me in light, increase me in light, increase me in light. Grant me light upon light. Amen. Amen. And just a quick reminder, we're literally last three to three to four days of Ramadan. Um, just try and make the most of these last few days. Make them count. Pray extra tahajjud, qiyam al-layl. Increase your du'as, your dhikr. Donate to charity. Read more Quran. 
and constantly say this dua. You should already have memorized it by how many times I've said it. But Allahumma inna ka'afuun tuhibbil afuun fa'afuani. Oh Allah, you are pardoning and you love pardon, so pardon me. And when I ask that Allah accepts your fast for today, I ask that he accepts your duas and that he pardons you so that when Ramadan ends, we enter the new month, Shawwal, with a clean slate and we start anew, inshallah. Subhanakallahu wa bihamdika, ashadu an la ilaha illallah, ashadu anna muhammadan rasulullah. Just a quick mention that anything that I said good, beautiful, is from Allah. Any wrongdoing, any mistake is, of course, from myself. And I ask that Allah forgive me and you forgive me if I said anything wrong. And yeah, that's it for me, inshallah. I'll speak to you all tomorrow where we'll learn a few more names. Not many names left, but we'll learn a few more tomorrow, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.